It doesn't change fundamental things. And in this business, right is still right, even if you stand by yourself. We don't get fooled again. No, no. Live across the fruited plain and from sea to shining sea, we are converting the Marxist left one hour at a time on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. Hello, America, and beyond the fruited plain, welcome home to the one and only Wendy Bell Radio Program. As always, your one-stop shop for common sense, conservative values. It's what we do. We do not do other things. We do conservative. We do reality. We tell you the truth. We give you the information so you can double-check us and make the best decisions for you and your family. It's just that simple. And if everything in life was that simple, can you imagine how beautiful and blissful our world would be? Alas, they don't want it that way. You know they don't want it that way. And we're going to walk you through today's show in just a minute, show you all the different ways they want to gum up your life, slow it down, make it expensive, overregulate you to take away your freedom. All the while pointing at Donald Trump and warning you that that's what he's going to do because they're already doing it. But you know all of this, all right? We've got a great interview at the halfway point today of today's program. It would be in hour number two of the podcast. And we're going to be uh, talking to Chris Hume. He is the reporter from the Lancaster Patriot who's broken the story about Amos Miller's organic farm. If you've been following that, great. If you haven't, you will soon. In just a minute. Welcome home, everybody. I'm glad you're here. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Amen. You know, I want to begin today's program with the reminder to everyone, because it's easy to kind of get off path. It's easy to get bogged down by all these other things, to get the smoke in your eyes from all of the various forest fires that these people are trying to set to take your attention away from the reality. And the reality is, is that we have a president of the United States who has benefited To the tune of $30 million over the last, what, 10 years with his crime family by accepting money from foreign governments for doing absolutely nothing in return. That's called treason, ladies and gentlemen. When you allow another government, another people, another land to invade yours, and you as the commander in chief fail to keep the sovereignty of the country intact, That is an act of treason. And we are told to not pay attention to that fact. Let's not pay attention to all the disgusting things that Hunter Biden did 
for his dad. How his dad allowed him to go out there as a drug addict dirtbag and how he still runs interference for him to this day. I mean, there are two, t- two tiers. There's one tier of justice. Everybody else just gets the shaft. All you have to do is ask all of the January 6th protesters who so much as put their fingers on the bicycle racks or the fencing around the Capitol that day who have been sentenced by obnoxious prosecutors and corrupt district attorneys, who've been sentenced by juries not of their peers, but in very Democrat areas and by judges who happily look the other way, who've been sentenced to virtually their life in prison. I mean, come on, five years, 10 years, how many before your life slips away, my friends? And over the weekend, right in front of the freaking White House... Do you think that the evacuation of the White House is a pretty big daggone deal? Do you think that that should be something that would be more than a brief mention on the evening news? Or maybe when you open up your paper Sunday morning below the fold? I'm going to go with yeah. Tens of thousands of pro-Palestinian, pro-Hamas protesters converging in Washington, D.C., threatening the safety of the White House. I'm Thank God Fox News was on it. They were happy to report that the White House was not damaged. Oh, I feel so much better now because I'll tell you what, what won't happen. All of the protesters who hurled things like allegedly blood-covered dolls and frozen water bottles who took their signs and made the the sticks into spears and chucked them at the Capitol Police and the Secret Service, right? I guarantee you right now, none of them will be charged. None of them will be arrested. None of them will be even looked at. There's no geolocating going on right now of their phones. Bank of America isn't on the horn right now with the Department of Justice handing over all of the accounts for the people who happen to be in the area from out of town for a completely obnoxious protest. And by the way, I'd love to play some of the audio for you, but considering Let's Go Brandon, the real version, right, is being said over and over again, I can't. And you're not supposed to believe that this is a big deal. It is absolutely obnoxious, the world in which we live. And we're being told, of course, that the Iowa caucus, that's the big story. Is it really the big story? It's not the big story. Everybody knows Donald Trump is going to come away with this, period. We've all been saying since the very beginning, why are you even getting in the race, Ron DeSantis? And of course, the globalists out there and the uniparty, the donor class, all breathless to tell you, oh, that Nikki Haley, hmm. She's something else. I kind of like her. Really? As though we are supposed to say, huh, maybe I, you know, maybe I've got it all wrong. Maybe Donald Trump hasn't been put through the ringer, hasn't been chewed up, lied about, impeached, indicted, all of this for so long. You know what? You're right. Let's let Nikki, let's let Nikki Haley in. Really? So you've got Iowa 
in sub-zero temperatures. That's supposed to be the story. Oh, it's too cold. Don't go. Do you know who knows how to deal with cold temperatures? Iowans. You know who also knows how to deal with, with cold temperatures? People in New York, football fans. Do you guys see how Governor Hochul decided to in New York? Say, you know what? It's going to be kind of cold on Sunday for that Steelers-Bills game. I think we're going to push it to Monday because football fans and people in Buffalo, New York don't know how to deal with the cold. Well, we don't want people to get an accident to get there. You know what? This is called your government telling you how it plans to protect you. Of course, everything is about keeping you safe. Got to keep you safe from Donald Trump. He's the threat to democracy. He's crazy. He's going to utilize the military. He's going to seek revenge. No, what he's going to do is he's going to blow up this whole global elite bullcrap, which we didn't vote for. But for some reason, a bunch of people from Congress are going to be flying over to Davos, Switzerland. You guys been there. It's, it's where a lot of the, you know, rank and file Americans go. We often go and vacation in Davos. You... They'll fly their private jets that you pay for. At least the government folks who fly over there, you're going to pay for that. You're going to pay for their lodging, their food, and all this suck. As they pretend as though we want anything to do with a global government. Our federal government is bad enough. That, my friends, is the unshakable truth about why Donald Trump is winning every single group. He's got the black vote. Might not be winning it. But he's stealing it from the Democrats. He's got the Hispanics. I just saw this. This is fascinating. In late 2022, there was a Suffolk University USA Today poll. All right. So it was like, let's say November, December 2022. And one of the takeaways was that Republican college educated Republicans didn't like Donald Trump. Overwhelmingly, 76% of those polled more than a year ago now. Right said that they would choose somebody other than Donald Trump. Same poll within the last week to 10 days, repeated, okay? 60% of those college-educated Republicans now say they are voting for Donald Trump. My, my, my. All of these stories, ladies and gentlemen, and don't forget, as I started, the most important one. The guy allegedly in the Oval Office today who walked into a Pennsylvania business over the weekend and looked like he had gotten a day pass from his assisted living facility, Joe Biden. Scary, scary facial vacancy. You've seen that. You know the shuffle. You know the absent look. You know the robotic movement where the head goes with the shoulders. You've seen it in your family, possibly even right now. This is no laughing matter. Not only is he never going to run, try as we might to have Joe Biden pay the price and his crime family syndicate as well for what they've done, for what they've put this country through. The greatest retribution comes in early January of 2025 when Donald Trump begins the process of undoing the damage that these idiots have done in just four years. All right, quick timeout. When we come back, I got to play this for you. I actually got to give you this poll. ABC Ipsos poll. It's going to underscore what I just said. And they cannot hide from these numbers. 
I'll tell you all about it coming up next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. All these polls coming out. As I say, I I don't believe a whole lot in the polls. I think they're kind of fun to talk about. I mean, Donald Trump, wasn't he like so overwhelmingly predicted to lose in 2016? I mean, it is what it is. So we can look at them. We can enjoy them. This one in particular, I like a lot. (laughs) I mean, it just shows that Donald Trump is the strongest favorite. Duh. And that Biden's approval is in the toilet. I mean, when you're bringing out people like J.B. Pritzker from Illinois, who looks like if you were to put a small little pinprick in his skin, he'd go, right, like a balloon and fly all over the room. He looks like a bloated, bloviating blowhard. And that's what you're going to hear out of J.B. Pritzker coming up momentarily. I think it's a fantastic breakdown of total panic mode. And he's going to try to sell it with greasy hair and a big cheesy smile. Ain't going to work, friends. Here you go. Trump tops his opponents while Biden hits a new low in approval. This is ahead of the Iowa caucuses poll. It was from yesterday. Here's the story. The 2024 primary season begins with Donald Trump well ahead of his Republican opponents on key measures of popularity. You know, how about just how he did his job? Can we just stick to that? How did you like your life back then? Did you like 2017, 18, 19 and 20? Before Fauci and those lackeys got their hands on the economy. Did you like it? Do you like it better now? Right? Period. That's all you got to ask. I don't care if people think he's a swell guy. I don't care if they think he's affable. If he has empathy. I want a guy who knows business. I want a guy who knows how to build things like border walls, right? So Iowa caucuses today, national survey finds Trump especially well-rated by Republicans, duh, and Republican-leading independents on three metrics. Having the best chance to win in November, I'm going to go with that's probably the most important, right? Being a strong leader, pretty big, and being the party's most qualified candidate. Ladies and gentlemen, we are done. Good luck. I mean, why are we continuing? Trump also leads his Republican opponents by less of a margin on two other attributes. Empathy, and I love how this particular story from ABC News parenthetically describes what that means. Really? You need to describe this. Thanks, ABC. It says understanding the problems of people like you. And shared values. And 7 in 10 Republicans and GOP leaners report a favorable opinion of Trump overall. In all, 72% of Republican-aligned adults would be satisfied with Trump as the nominee, similar to the 75% in May. Now, in May, Trump had how many indictments against him? One? He's had three more, 80 more criminal charges, more of this complete nonsense, which is unraveling. Stories about Jack Smith. Mary Garland can't just choose some rando private citizen without being approved by the Senate and by the president. Mary Garland decided to skip through all those hoops when he said, hey, Jack Smith, Shazam, you're the special prosecutor, dude. You're going to go after Donald Trump. Serious challenges now at the Supreme Court level about whether that was lawful and whether any of the mumbo jumbo about Trump's alleged attempt to overthrow the results of 2020, which this had nothing to do with, right? 
illustrate how porous our election system is. That's the only hope to fix it, right? So Jack Smith, possibly not even qualified to be in this position at all. And now this Fannie Willis chick, wait till you hear her at the end of the show. We chose some special sound to wrap you up with a bow on this Martin Luther King Jr. holiday. 61% of Republican-aligned adults say they would be satisfied with Ron DeSantis. Others score lower. Nikki Haley, satisfactory to 48%. Now, that's interesting because in Iowa right now, we're told it's Trump solid number one and Nikki Haley number two. Who knows what's going on? But this poll also has Chris Christie voted in at 23%, and we all know he's pulled out. Satisfaction is harder to find among political moderates who account for about three in 10 Republicans and GOP leaners. They're 21 points less likely than conservatives to express satisfaction with Trump. 30 points on DeSantis, 22 Ramaswamy, blah, blah, blah. Now, compared with Trump on the Republican side, Democrats know they're screwed. Now, I I freeformed that. That's not what ABC said, but they should have if they had any, right? Considerably fewer Democrats and Democrat-leaning independents would be satisfied with Biden as their party's nominee. 57%. Nearly half say he's he's a nursing home patient. That's a reflection of his weak ratings overall, yada, yada, yada. Satisfaction. It's not about satisfaction. I don't want satisfaction. Any more than when I get ready to go out at night, I want my husband to say, you look fine, Right? I want to hear you are the most beautiful thing I've ever laid eyes on. And I want a president I can't live without, not one I can deal with, not one I'll hold my nose and tolerate, somebody who I guess is okay. That's not what you get with Donald Trump. You don't get wishy-washy. You don't get middle of the road. You get bull in the china shop. And that's what they're so afraid of. But that's what he did before. That's what he would do again. And so the only response now from Democrats who know they're screwed before Michelle Obama jumps in, which is imminent next month or two, I submit, right, is to try to paint Donald Trump as deranged, as unhinged, to try to restrict any of the current reach that the president has in terms of controlling the military. They want to try to muddy that, water that, change that. So when predictably, and I believe they believe it's going to happen, He wins. He's going to be hamstrung. He's going to be all gummed up. He's going to be bogged down because that's the point. That's how you destroy America. Period. All right. Coming up next after this quick commercial break. It's the Republicans fault storyline isn't really selling anymore. J.B. Pritzker on with who's he on with Jonathan Carl on ABC It was such a fantastic interview to dig through. We've got all of it in much granular data for you next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. You know, it's it's always so interesting to hear blowhards try to prop up somebody who's corrupt, dirty and Mentally deteriorating. And that's exactly what Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker, who, by the way, can we just can we just recall when it came to the whole migrant situation? When it wasn't just people in the Del Rio section, it wasn't just people in Eagle Pass. It was 
it was all of us saying, what the hell is going on at the border? You got to shut the you got to shut down the border. This was years ago. And people pointed their finger at us. Mega extremists. Well, you want them in your neighborhood because they're coming. J.B. Pritzker, as the Democrat governor of Illinois, said, you know what? He was the first one, too. I think he beat Gavin Newsom. He beat all of these people. Eric Adams, the mayor of New York City, right? He beat them all and said, our state, Illinois, is a sanctuary state. You come on here. We've got space for you at the inn. We are a good, kind, loving people. And the voters in Illinois said, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly what we are. And so they said, yes, come on. Well, you're going to hear later in the program, because this interview with Pritzker and uh, ABC's Jonathan Carl is so lugubriously, stunningly fantastic (laughs) that we had to pepper it in all throughout the next two hours, right? But he's going to say, he's going to point fingers at Greg Abbott in Texas and say, these people playing politics at the border and shipping people all over the country. I mean... It's so inhumane. But, of course, we all know that the encouraging with the open sign at the border, millions of of people to come and and risk their lives and be, be raped and be murdered, have their organs harvested along the way. These are not pie in the sky things I am surmising. These are things our Wendy Bell Radio Network correspondent Oscar Blue in Tijuana, Mexico, has confirmed. He has seen, right? So J.B. Pritzker, put a sock in it. I want you to hear the give and go here. Trying desperately to create a rosy picture for Joe Biden. To a, a little bit of Jonathan Carl's credit, he's going to push back just a skosh. Not much, because they're all on the same team here, right? And I want you to hear the the predicate of how this this conversation goes. And it's something like this, if I could paraphrase. Don't pay attention to what we're doing. We're accusing the Republicans of everything we are doing, and we're blaming them. And that's just the groundwork. That's what we're going to go with. All right? Audio audio soundbite number one. J.B. Pritzker talks about the importance of independence in this uh, 2024 upcoming election. And uh, they know the reality that it's the GOP that's the one putting us in danger. Go. Putting all the polls aside, the truth of the matter is this is going to be one among independents. And independents understand that, as Democrats do, that it's the Republicans that are trying to take your freedoms away. Uh, It's the Republicans that are trying to take away your Social Security and your Medicare. It's the Republicans that are basically fighting against the working families of America. And it's Joe Biden who has been lifting up the economy. We now have incomes above inflation. Inflation is coming down significantly. Uh, Things are getting better in this country. And over the course of uh, an election year, as the economy continues to improve, you're going to see poll numbers improve, too. Mm. Right. Did you guys see the, the new rental rates for homes, homes, apartments? You want to rent? You can only rent? It's going to take, what, 40% of your income and the price is up 30% since Joe Biden took office. But you're right, J.B. You're right. It's all the Republicans' fault. That's it. And independents are going to hold the key to this. Okay. So then Jonathan Carl, he says, well, at the end of that, 
J.B. Pritzker says, you know, inflation's coming down. Everything's getting better. And so will the poll, the poll numbers, right? They're getting better, too. And Jonathan Carl's like, what? I'm not so sure about that. Listen. <laughs> well, let me ask you about those numbers because they, they aren't improving. In fact, they seem to be going the, in the other direction. Our poll this morning has Biden's approval rating at 33 percent. That's historically low, low for him low for an incumbent president 15 years since we see numbers that low. And on the economy, it's even actually worse. Only 31% uh, say that they approve of Biden's handling of the economy. How does he turn that around? Yeah, how do you turn that around? Well, you don't. You don't. You have to cheat if you're going to do anything, and we're on to you. But I found it very interesting. If you're listening and not and not watching the video screen of, of the show right now, they use a, a still frame of Joe Biden put together this graphic that says basically he sucks. Nobody likes what he's doing. Right. And they choose a picture of him where he literally looks like he is on that hall pass from the the assisted living facility. He's like. Ugh. These are all very subtle things that happen as the left tries to distance itself from Joe Biden. You don't put in an ugly picture of somebody that you want to win. You don't put in a picture of somebody makes them look like they're drooling or is out to lunch or is heavily medicated or is about to sneeze. Right. You choose things to make them look better. They didn't in this case. In audio soundbite number three, Pritzker is going to respond to that. Well, you know, your ABC poll might say one thing, but I disagree. Oh, okay. Listen. Well, I will say I think your poll is a, a bit of an outlier, but but here's what I'll tell you. This battle hasn't even been joined yet. You've got a bunch of Republicans, MAGA Republicans, uh, espousing things that are not good for the American public that are on the stage now. And not until they choose a nominee will we truly be in this battle. And then it's a choice. It's a choice, again, between two visions for America. And Joe Biden has proven that he's the one standing up for working families. He's Ooh. the one standing up for the rights that people view as fundamental in their lives, their voting rights, their reproductive rights, uh, human rights. And so I, I really believe that that this hasn't you know, seen uh, the day yet where you've got a true contrast between a mm, true contrast between Joe Biden, who is awful and every plan from the globalists, which is terrible for us and the person who threatens to turn it all around. So it's MAGA Republicans. They have all these bad ideas for America, you know, like living your own life and not being hunted down by the FBI and loving your children and opposing the mutilation of of children's body. Those crazy, crazy MAGA people. They believe in closing the border. What? And bringing down prices. It's terrible. JB, you're so pathetic. So then... This continues, and he's going to go back and forth <laughs> about his age. Jonathan Carl is going to say, well, wait a minute, my man, because eh, a lot of people are saying, according to our poll, that he just lacks that that focus. I mean, he's been on vacation for 40 percent of the time, so who knows what kind of focus he's ha- he has. But our poll says and people aren't going for this. Listen. You have the question of the president's age. I mean, it's just there in poll after poll, not just ours. Our poll, in fact, said 28 percent, just 28 percent think that President Biden has the mental sharpness to effectively serve for another term. So how does he address those concerns, those very real concerns that voters have? 
maybe we ought to start by just acknowledging that Joe Biden has years of experience. Oh, boy. That when you talk about someone's age, you're also talking about the wisdom that they've gained over many years and how they've demonstrated their empathy that they've learned from so many experiences. He's been there for so long. Oh, my gosh. He's so empathetic. He's wise. The only thing he didn't do is call him seasoned. Like Chris Coons, <laughs> he's seasoned. Okay, he sucks. And then here, this is a useless argument alert, okay? Useless argument alert. Bi- Biden, oh, the empathy, the all of it. Now, are we on five or six, Brock? This is five. Okay, I want, I want you to say this. Does any of this empathy, this wise man stuff, does this help you pay your bills? Does this help make your life safer? Does this make things better for you and your family? And then listen to what he says about Donald Trump. Trump doesn't have any of these characteristics. Go. Joe Biden and uh, Donald Trump are roughly the same age. (laughs) Do you think Donald Trump has learned empathy in his life? He has not. Joe Biden has demonstrated it at every turn. (laughs) This is how they created him, ladies and gentlemen. January 3rd, 1973 or whatever. That's the date. Standing inside his son's hospital room brings in what? Bo in traction after the accident that killed Joe Biden's first wife and his little girl. And he uses that as the backdrop for his entire political identity. Sorrow. Feel sorry for me. Imagine what I've been through. Oh, it doesn't work there, JB. And everybody knows it. Of course, in this next soundbite, you've got to love this. Do you expect Biden to even be in this race? I mean, do you think it's going to be Biden-Trump? What do you think? Here's wishy-washy McGraw, Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker. Mm. Is it your expectation that he'll be running against Trump? I, I, you know, the polls certainly show that if you look at the average of all the polls out there, it doesn't look good for uh, the people who are running against Donald Trump. Having said that, you know, I think that whatever happens in Iowa tomorrow will be somewhat determinative of who gets to move on to the states beyond Iowa. Uh, And so we'll see. I think this battle is going to go on for uh, perhaps another month or two before there is really a clear front runner that's been established by actual voters going to the polls. I don't know if he's answering the wrong question or if he just came out and said there's not a snowball's chance in hell, it's Joe Biden. And in the next 30 to 60 days, somebody is going to emerge and we're going to get behind. Did Brock, did I hear the right thing? Did you hear that too? I, I don't believe he answered the question that was asked of him. Was he, was he responding regarding the Republican candidates? Because very matter-of-factly, Jonathan Carl said, do you expect Joe Biden to run, to be the guy? And he said, no, he said nothing. He he basically said about, let me talk about Iowa. So if, if you want to talk to somebody about Donald Trump who, who wants that person to win, right? They're like, He's my guy. He's the only guy. Of course he's going to run. Of course he's going to win. Blah, 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 blah. And lay out all J.B. Pritzker wants you to believe that Joe Biden has empathy. He's been there a long time and that matters. He understands. He's wise. He does not say he's my guy. He's America's president. He goes, eh, 
We'll find out. And it continues, perhaps saving the best for last, coming up next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. Don't go anywhere. You know, we've, we've sniffed around this subject on a couple of occasions. This, this holy juvenile prepubescent pledge addiction. See, people who want you to take pledges, I believe, in this vein, want an aha insurance policy down the road when they screw you that will prevent you from saying, whoa, 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 wait, I'm not so sure that's what happened. Well, you signed this pledge that said, as a candidate, you agree to go with whomever the likely nominee for president is. Whomever that is, you have to support that person. Well, wait a minute. There are a lot of shades of gray there. Is that someone who we know is elected lawfully? Or is that someone who was elected with weird issues in multiple polling places and many questions? Because I, I don't sign up for that. Donald Trump didn't sign that stupid RNC pledge. Apparently there's one for the Democrats as well. We're all supposed to pledge allegiance, not to the flag, but to whomever ends up being the winner, we cannot criticize. We cannot question. We basically agree to be muzzled. What a stupid thing to sign. What we should ask is of the people requesting we sign these pledges. Why are you so worried about that? Why are you so worried about people questioning the results? It almost sounds like you're expecting something to be dubious because we're expecting that too. So this Jonathan Carl, ABC News, Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker conversation continues. And they're talking about this pledge. Candidates signing this pledge. <laughs> it's so stupid not to overthrow the government. I pledge not to be an insurrectionist. It's insulting. It's childish. It gives validity to the stupid high school musical narrative that January 6th was an organic attempted overthrow of our government, which it patently was not. It's so dumb, and anybody with stones of any size would tell anybody who asked them to sign that to go suck it. How dare you question my integrity? Well, now that I've gotten that out of the way, let's listen to this little give and go. Jonathan Carl and J.B. Pritzker, go. There's an interesting issue in Illinois. You've got this... Uh, this, this pledge that, that candidates have been asked to sign, it's a voluntary pledge, but it's, it's saying that uh, you will not advocate for overthrowing the government. It actually oh, has its roots in, McCarthy, in the McCarthy era. But candidates have been signing this you know, for, for decades. Biden signed it. Uh, we've learned that, that uh, President Trump has not signed it. What, what do you make of that? He's not signing a pledge that he won't participate in the overthrow of the government. Oh, he's not going to sign it. It's so, it's so weird. It's almost like he, we can't get him to do what everybody else is doing because he's not involved in the same cattle shoot. He's not in there marching off to the slaughter of every other person who's desperate for you to believe. No, no, no. I'm a good person. I would do right by you. Please. Right. I'm going to sign this pledge promising that because that's worthwhile. This answer, J.B. Pritzker, looking like he's about to explode. Audio soundbite number eight. Go. Isn't that telling? Uh, that, that says all you need to know about Donald Trump. That, you know, truthfully, what 
Joe Biden has been saying about Donald Trump not really believing in democracy, uh, you know, having Joe uh, Biden call out the fact that Donald Trump is uh, saying that he'll be a dictator, whether it's one day or his entire term, nobody really knows. Uh, but the reality is that his not signing that pledge is just another indicator of Donald Trump not wanting to abide by the Constitution <laughs> of the United States of America. And we just can't afford to have a president mm. who is acting in unconstitutional fashion oh. and in his own self-interest. Wow, like Joe Biden getting the DOJ to do his dirty work, like Joe Biden coordinating with the National Archives and tipping off CNN and the Washington Post about the raid in Mar-a-Lago. What? You mean all of that stuff, JB? Here, here's, the, here's the most beautiful part of that. You, you can't be upset when you hear those things because it's so pathetic. Donald Trump owns these people. He owns them. They wake up and they don't think about America. They don't wake up and look at the flag and consider the importance of their work. They wake up with their jaw already tightened because they've been dreaming about Donald Trump and their hands are sore because they're always clenched in fists. Donald Trump lives in their brains. Dude hasn't been president in going on, what, three years? <laughs> and, and he absolutely, psychologically has corrupted these people. He is a virus in their brains. And he doesn't have to do a daggone thing. That is what Charlie Sheen would say is winning. And it's a delightful thing to see. Now, coming up later in the broadcast, as we near our number two, we're going to pepper in a few more bloviating blowhard sound bites here <laughs> because it even gets better. It is joyful to be able to quickly diagnose, easily identify the people who have been pushed out by the swamp to carry the water for a party that's going underwater. You're going to hear various voices of it today. And when we come back, I'm going to say this. This idea on the border, you've got the Senate, you've got Senate Republicans allegedly working with Chuck Schumer on the machinations of some deal that will kind of but not really do anything at all at our border to close it, to make it safe to handle the flow of individuals, to handle the people who are here and get them back out to their countries, but does do quite a bit to keep the spigot of cash flowing for Ukraine. It's almost as though if Ukraine agreed to the ceasefire that Russia has suggested over the weekend, that there would be no money. Huh. Might that be why everybody wants these wars? I'm going to go with you. See what you think after we break it down. And Speaker Mike Johnson's absolutely not response. Good for you, Mike. We're back. Hour number two of the Wendy Bell Radio program right after this.